Hey everyone, it's Andrew here, and you're listening to the Culips English Podcast. Hey friends, welcome back to Culips. How is it going? I hope you're doing well. This is a Chatterbox episode. Now, Chatterbox is a series for intermediate and advanced English learners that features natural, unedited English conversations between native speakers. Well, everyone, we have a bittersweet start to this episode, and that's because I have some good news and some bad news to share with you. What would you like to hear first, the good or the bad? How about we start with the bad? With a heavy heart, I have to announce that Jeremy is going to be taking a break from co-hosting with me on Culips. He's been a wonderful part of our team for several years now, and we're going to miss him a ton. Jeremy has decided to focus on his family and raising his young son, and we totally support him in this. In the future, we hope Jeremy can join us again, but for now, let's all wish Jeremy good luck going forward with all of his future endeavors, and let's pass on a big thank you to him for all the great work that he has done here with us at Culips. Thank you so much, Jeremy. So that's a bummer, everyone, I know. But I did say there was good news, didn't I? Well, let's get to it. The good news is that I'm very happy to announce that we've added a new member to our hosting team. Her name is Anna, and she's originally from the UK, but is now living in Spain. Now, Anna's a passionate language learner and a fantastic English teacher, and she even has her own podcast dedicated to teaching business English called Anna with two N's. Anna's really fun, and I know you're all going to love her. Plus, she'll be a great addition to our team since she's from the UK and is an expert about UK English and the culture of the UK. So we're really happy to welcome Anna to the team. In this episode, you'll get to meet Anna and learn a bit more about her. And we'll get to that conversation in just a moment. But before we do, though, I want to tell you about the study guide for this episode. It's available for all Culips members on our website, culips.com. Inside the guide, you'll find a full transcript, detailed descriptions and examples of the key vocabulary from this episode, a quiz, and more. We highly recommend following along with the study guide while you listen to this episode. And to become a Culips member and get the study guide, just visit culips.com. And now let's get started with this episode. Hey, Anna. Hello. Welcome to Culips. How are you? I'm really good. Thank you. Yeah. So, listeners, Anna is going to be our new Culips co host. We're so excited to have her join the Culips team. And in this episode, we are going to talk with Anna to get to know a little bit about her, what she does, where she's from, all of these interesting things. And some of our very keen listeners may have already noticed, Anna, that you speak a little bit differently than I do. So maybe that's a good place to start is with your accent and where you're from. So could you tell all of our listeners about where you're from and where you grew up? Sure. Well, lovely to be here. Thank you for the lovely introduction, Andrew. 
Well, yes, you've made a good uh, observation. I don't have the same accent as you. Um, I was born in, well, I actually have a, an interesting story. I was born in Scotland. Okay. Most people would probably say, but you don't have a Scottish accent. I was born in Scotland, but I grew up in England. Okay. Interesting. Yes, I grew up in a small town, which I'm sure nobody has heard of, but I'm going to say it anyway. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Just to give a shout out to my hometown. I was born in a, in a town called Didcot, which is in Oxfordshire. Okay. Which is in the south of England. So I grew up in England and I also have lived in Liverpool as well which is mm. in the north of England. Home of the, the Beatles. Home of the Beatles. And it really is an amazing, an amazing city. I really, I love that place. I lived there for actually about seven or eight years. Okay. So I, I studied there and then I decided to do the typical thing. I loved the city. It was just an amazing time I spent there and I decided to to live there and, and work there once I graduated. And then now I actually live in Madrid in Spain. Oh, okay. Very interesting. So Anna, we share some things in common because my mom is from Scotland. My mom is Scottish. Oh, really? So on my mother's side, I have some connection to that country. And I'm also living abroad in Korea. So we share that in common that we're both living overseas away from home. Uh, and I think that's pretty cool. Now, I wanted to step back just a second to go back to your hometown. You said the name was Didcot. Is that correct? Didcot? <laughs> yes. Could you tell us about this place? Is it like a small village? Oh, you're, you're right. I've never heard about it. So I'm, <laughs> I'm curious, what kind of a place is it? Okay, so Didcot is your typical town. It's not a village. It's a little bit bigger than a, a village. And Didcot is about 45 minutes from London. So if I could describe it, it's a residential town. It's where people live. It's a modern town. It's not an old town. There's no, there's no culture. It's not like Oxford, for example, which is our closest city. Mm -hmm. But actually, a lot of people live there and then they commute into London. Okay. So it's famous for two things. Number one, the train station. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and number two, there used to be, but now it's been demolished, a power station, which had, well, it was a huge building and super ugly and a huge eyesore. But that's what we were famous for. And actually... It has been named as one of England's crappiest towns. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yes, which I think is completely unfair. Of uh -huh. course, I'm slightly biased. Mm -hmm. So that's a, a summary of Didcot. I'm sure nobody wants to go and visit it now after listening to that. <laughs> but that's some fun facts. So there's two famous places, the train station and the old power station. Why is the train station famous? Is it beautiful? Is the architecture nice or, or something like that? No, not, no, absolutely not. It's been a famous railway station for many years and it has a famous rail line that connects, for example, London to Bristol. Okay. So it's a very old rail line and a lot of people know the town only because the train from London to Bristol stops 
in Didcot. So it's kind mm. of famous for being a train stop between London and other places in the west of England. Okay. <laughs> so that's why it's famous. But yes, I mean, really nothing, nothing very exciting, but I've got to make it sound, you know, at least somewhat yeah. interesting. <laughs> yeah, you got to represent your hometown. Got to represent, exactly. Can't throw it under the bus. So it's interesting that it's only 45 minutes away from London. I imagine that you visited the city quite often then. Yeah, by train. It's 45 minutes by train. And yes, I, I did visit London a lot. And it was great because you could go in at the weekend and you could go to the theater and you could explore the city. But surprisingly, I don't really know London very well. I've never lived there. London is really a, a different place. I, I, I often think of London as almost another country. Oh, okay. And I think, I think maybe that's the same with other big cities. They have such a different identity, such a diverse identity that perhaps it's not a reflection of everywhere in the UK. Mm -hmm. But London is a really special place. Like you feel special when you go to London. Like you feel like you're in the middle of this huge global city. Mm -hmm. It's really special going there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I agree with you. I think in Canada too, my country, the difference between kind of smaller towns that are outside of the city centers and then the big cities, there's a different vibe, a different feeling, different energy. And mm. yeah, it almost does feel like you're in a totally different country for sure. It feels like you're in a film sometimes because you recognize some of these places that you see in movies, on TV, and you recognize all of these places. And it's just, for me, as I've never lived there, it, it still has that special feeling. And I really enjoy, I really enjoy going there. I can't wait to go and visit it again. Hopefully I can go this summer. Yeah. So you're, you're living in Spain, but that's not too far to go back home. Just a couple hour flights, I, I would imagine. So do you go back and visit the UK often? I have to say, not that much. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I think the last time I went back was in 2000 and 2019, the Christmas of 2019. Obviously, there's been other things that have been going on. And obviously, that's meant that I haven't been able to go back as frequently. But I don't actually get that homesick, I have to say. Hmm. That's good. I'm not the sort of person that misses places. Does that make sense? If I'm not, if I'm not in a place, I don't miss it. So I. I do try and visit. And actually now is the only time that I've really felt, oh, I really want to go back to the UK, go back to my country, uh, see my friends, see my family. Because there is something, you know, different about being in another country. And sometimes you just want to go home and, and just be around people that speak the same language or speak in the same way. Or it's relaxing to be around people like that. So... Yeah, sure. I think everybody can identify with that feeling that it's nice to be around people who have the same kind of experiences as you grew up in the same places, went to the same schools, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So, let's see. Let's get to know you a little bit more, Anna. What about your hobbies? What do you like to do in your free time or for fun? Well, I work a lot. I actually work 6 days a week teaching, so I have very little free time, but in the free time that I have, I love to go hiking, which I've really rediscovered in the past few years because 
in Madrid, a lot of people don't know this, but Madrid is actually surrounded by by mountains and there are some beautiful trails and routes that you can do around Madrid. So I love I love hiking. I love reading, although I need to do it more. People always say that, but I need to do it more. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I like to do my own things. I'm, I'm very much a, an introverted person, even though people don't think that. I'm a little mm-hmm. bit of a, an enigma in that way. People think I'm very extroverted, but I'm actually quite an introverted person. And I like to spend time on my own. I like to explore. I like to go to museums. I'm just quite a quiet person, really. Okay. <laughs> Again, I'm trying to make this sound interesting, but I have, um, I really, I really like hiking. I think that's probably one of my, one of my biggest hobbies that I really, really love. Hiking. Yeah. Yeah. It feels awesome. Yeah. Being in nature. To get outside, to get into nature. Absolutely. That's great. So you mentioned you were a teacher and since this is a podcast, that is kind of an education podcast. We should talk about teaching a little bit. <laughs> what do you teach? So I teach English and I teach business English primarily to professionals and people who are working in English or need to work in English. Obviously, I'm based in Madrid, so I teach mainly, but not always, Spanish speakers Well, I should say speakers of Castellano because Spanish is not Spanish, it's Castellano. Right. So primarily speakers of Castellano into English. And I teach, as I said, professionals, people who need English for work. And I help them reach their goals and feel comfortable and confident speaking English at work, which is a really challenging task for many people, many, many people who need English for their jobs. It's a difficult topic and yeah, I love it. I really, really enjoy teaching business English. It's, it's, my, it's my passion, teaching business English. Awesome. And you have a, a background in business as well. Yes. So before I was a teacher, I think this is the, the interesting part about me is that before I came to Spain, I, I wasn't a teacher. Mm-hmm. So I worked in project management, I worked in healthcare, I worked in an NGO, and one of my first jobs, well, my first job when I graduated university, I was working in banking. So I've had a really, really varied career since I graduated, which I love, and I think helps me to be a better teacher, because I know what students need you know I can imagine being in those kind of work situations or work scenarios and I feel I'm able to give them much better guidance and advice based on my my previous professional experience so yeah I haven't always been a teacher and and that can be a a common story for a lot of people teaching English abroad but it seemed like a natural fit for me I'd never ever planned to be a teacher never but I joined a company and they uh, gave me really intense training and actually kind of just stumbled across this profession, which I did really well in and I really enjoyed, which is kind of the dream, right? Yeah. Stumble into a career and it's a good fit. Go with it. Yeah. It just really fit my personality and what I wanted to do. So I would, yeah, and I've been doing that ever since I, I came here. Fantastic. 
And good news for our listeners, especially our listeners who are learning English for business reasons, because they need it for their job or for future career prospects or something like that. Anna, you have a podcast as well that is dedicated to teaching business English for people who want to learn it to improve their careers. So could you tell us a little bit about your podcast? My podcast is called Anna with Two Ends. Anna with Two Ends. Anna with Two Ends, yes. Let me explain. So when I first arrived in Spain, there are many people called Anna. Okay, Anna is a very common name in Spain. Not as much in, in the UK, but Anna is super common in Spain. So one of the ways that I would differentiate myself with my colleagues where I would say, oh, um, Anna with two ends. So it was one of the ways that I used to differentiate myself from other Annas. That's because Annas in Spain spell their name A-N-A. Yes. But your name is spelled A-N-N-A. Exactly. Gotcha. So yeah, it was a way to just distinguish between different Annas essentially, but it was catchy. And I was thinking about a name and well, I should mention as well, before I did the podcast, I did radio. So I had a radio show, an English radio show, and I said, well, I'm going to call it Anna with two ends because it's catchy. It's a little bit weird, which is what I wanted. I wanted a weird name so that people would be like, oh, Anna with two ends. So I chose that name for my radio show and then I carried that across to my podcast. And the podcast is really, it's 10 minutes or just over 10 minutes because I rarely just keep it to 10 minutes. It's normally 13 or 14 minutes. Okay. And in each episode, I talk about a business English topic. So I talk about different pieces of vocabulary. I'll talk about how to use different grammar points in a business context. For example, the second conditional. I'll talk about many different things, but business English topics and mistakes that my students make as well. And questions that my students ask me inspire me a lot for those episodes. And yeah, I've been doing it for just over a year now. So lots of episodes in there and uh, I release episodes every, every week. Awesome. So how can our listeners find it if they want to check it out? Do you have a website or can they just search on Apple Podcasts for Anna with two N's? Or I know you have an Instagram as well. Maybe you could let everybody know where to find you on the internet. So you can find the podcast if you search on any of the major platforms uh, by typing in Anna with two N's. I'm on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iVox as well, which is another platform which is quite popular in, in Spain. And yes, you can find me on Instagram. I post other interesting business English tips, which you might find useful. And you can find me on Instagram at Anna two N's English. Perfect. And when they're spelling out the podcast name, is it spelt T-W-O or is it the number two that they want to type in? Oh, no, the number two. Thank you. That's number a good two. point. Yes. Anna with two N's, the number two, not T-O-O. Good point. <laughs> <laughs> I could avoid some confusion. Yeah. Just to save everybody a couple of searches trying to find it. There's too many twos in English, aren't there? There's three or four of them. There's loads. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, Anna, we're so excited to have you as a member of the Culips team. Welcome again. And in the next several episodes, we're going to get to know you a little bit more by talking about what life is like in the UK, what life is like in Spain, and also about your experiences as a language teacher and language learner in a bit more detail. 
Okay, that sounds great. I'm really excited and I look forward to seeing you all in the next few episodes. Well, that wraps up the first episode with our new co-host, Anna. Isn't she great? I'm really excited for all the upcoming content that Anna and I are planning to make for all of our listeners. Don't forget to grab the study guide for this episode on our website, qlips.com. And if you like QLips and learn a lot with us, please support us. You can do that by following us on social media, telling your friends about us, and leaving us a five-star rating and a nice review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Our email address is contact at qlips.com. We love hearing from you and read all of the emails we get as soon as they arrive, but sometimes it takes us a bit to respond and we do reply as soon as we can. That's it for now, but we'll be back soon with another brand new QLips episode and we'll talk to you then. Goodbye.